Welcome everyone to the Pop Culture Podcast by Fantastic Geek and our ongoing DC Film Fest. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Before we do that, Pete, watch this seamless transition. Gonna talk about an animated pop culture property. First, though... Uh, update here, Star Wars, The Bad Batch, the first eight episodes have screened for the media. Pete, it's more animated pop culture content, uh, and the first three episodes drop on Wednesday, fe- February 21st. Pete, that's next Wednesday, because that's how time works. It is, I can report. It is a return to form after the very mixed bag of the second season. Don't get me wrong, it was solid, but, you know not as good as moments in the first season. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed the the first half and looking forward to more, looking forward to uh, people checking out those first three and talking to them about it. Meanwhile, over in the Star Trek universe, Discovery's uh, final season uh, will have its two-episode premiere on April 4th. At least, Pete, that's what they would have you believe. Well, so we've firmed up that date officially now and that it's a two episode premiere. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion and you had floated this initially, Matt, that once they debut the uh, fifth season premiere at South by Southwest, that they might pull a um Strange New Worlds, as they did with the Lower Decks crossover, and it'll be available later that day. Hence, you'll be getting one you already may have seen, and you'll be getting a new one on that date. And let me tell you what might support that. Uh, the, The episode list as it now is, with the two premiering, on April 4th, going all the way to the season nay series finale on May 30th. Among other things, Pete, that means that subscribers can dust off their Paramount Plus subscription on April 4th, you know, or, or April 1st, 2nd, 3rd, you know, whatever you want. And then take it through May 4th, get billed for that day, then cancel anytime before or after the May 30th. Uh, finale like to me it just does not make sense why in the world if you have 10 episodes which would go across uh like nine billable weeks if you will that sort of thing i don't know why you would have them all happen in under two months of billing when you could milk the third billing month out of people again just speaking from like the dollars and cents perspective as a subscriber i'm happy frankly i'm happy that i'll be able to show my value of star trek discovery probably canceling the paramount plus subscription uh after may 30th when we're all done podcasting you know blah 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 blah. i'm happy to make that choice as a consumer but my as a faux you know studio person here it's nonsensical so if you do have that episode premiere earlier then that kind of loops in the earlier billing so i guess the, the takeaway here is watch to see if any of these dates are on the move well, given the really, really reliable nature of the Paramount Plus infrastructure, maybe 
they have some doubts as well, Matt. Uh, and surprise, surprise, there were people, I don't know why you would watch the Super Bowl on Paramount Plus, but there were people who were doing that and had a really lousy experience. Uh, I watched the Super Bowl on Paramount Plus because we don't have cable. And um, it, oh. did, were there issues? I don't think. We might yes. have needed to restart initially. Uh, we we uh, responded to some on Twitter. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's always the Paramount Plus app is so, so bad. So consistently it was the same thing. My Pete somehow uh, recently, my daughter has become a big uh, young Sheldon fan, seeing all the older episodes on uh, on HBO Max, just Max. Um, and then, oh, do we have what that can we watch the new episodes? Yep, sure. It's Paramount Plus, you know. And then click on it, and the sound's not working, and all you need to restart, like all that stuff. That's only on Paramount Plus. Does that happen semi consistently versus all the other stuff where it's just like every so often it's like, oh, that's weird. Let me quick restart the fire stick. Okay, cool. Everything's working. So I don't know. I don't know about any. Pete, I know why Star Trek Discovery is in its final season. It's because they're trying to figure out, they're trying to clean up their finance sheets before somebody else buys this company and does does discovery season six at least that's my hope well i mean we got a lot of uh echoes of that with the fourth season cancellation of evil with an old fantastic geek favorite yeah one of the stars of that mike coulter formerly luke cage what, what is it that evil starring mike coulter and discovery starring sneaker martin green have in common anyhow pete Moving on to the next thing here, uh, in the last week, the the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, not only was it huge on Super Bowl night, some people saying, oh, they only did a 30-second sizzler versus, uh, you know, Wicked did a full trailer and so on and so forth. The stat for the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer is most views ever in 24 hours, surpassing Spider-Man No Way Home, that Pete is the health, the current, or rather, future health of the MCU. People want to see the movies they want to see, and Deadpool and Wolverine is going to be huge this summer. It kicked off a really big week for Marvel. Not only that, you had the Fantastic Four cast formal announcement, complete with the retro art um on uh valentine's day and then topped it off with the uh x-men 97 uh premiere date that of uh march 20th but hey matt marvel's fallen off right look with all the announcements and if you want to be a cynic announce uh announcements uh ahead of the disney stock proxy vote thing that's going on in business land uh, okay maybe that still doesn't change the fact that a lot, you know, the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer made sense for the Super Bowl and announcing X-Men 97 a month before it comes out, not announcing the trailer for it. That makes sense as well. OK, you want to throw a Fantastic Four in there because you're now prepping filming. Uh, the ink has dried on those contracts, presumably, and you want to get out, have your own announcement before it's like, why is Pedro Pascal in a blue you know, onesie with a four on it? All of that stuff. Um, yeah. Has there been some Marvel stuff that maybe the audience did not want or the audience didn't know it wanted in the case of the Marvels and people are now discovering on Disney plus sure. The want is there. Um, the want is there for Deadpool, fantastic Four, X-Men, lots of great 
there's a bright shiny future here for the MCU, particularly they've contracted with how much is coming out. You know, there's less coming out. Um, why has people made that decision to say that's going to only add value to what is coming out, assuming it's all good. So they're Pete, they're doing what you're supposed to do. But what's the bright, shiny future for Fantastic Geek next week? Well, Pete, on our Patreon, we were running a poll to choose next week's episode between Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Um, both certainly nipply visions of the future. And the winner <laughs> far, winner by 86% is Batman Forever. That's the Val Kilmer one, which um, I'm... Look, I don't think Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are anybody's two favorite Batman movies. I would have much preferred Batman Forever. So, I, Pete, democracy winning this time. And uh, looking forward to Batman Forever uh, next week on the podcast. But let's talk about this 1993 Batman uh, animated one that I had never seen until now that jumps off. Uh, immediately leaning into the really, really heavy uh, organized crime uh, aspect of Gotham. Yeah, I remember going to see this. Uh, it came out December 25th, 1993. Saw it on New Year's Day, 1994. Um, Batman the Animated Series in full force, you know, a, a year prior to that, year and a half prior to that. Um, and just look, this movie, whether it's through my teen eyes then or adult eyes now, this is a movie that drips in pathos and is leaning into the darkness, uh, of Batman, the animated series. Pete, did you know that they actually drew it on black paper? Like that's, that's <laughs> the not. truth. They literally <laughs> drew all, you know, I, and I, I'm obviously the opening credits here are digital for, for mask of the phantasm, but that's how dark it was, Pete maybe a tad too much darkness in this movie um but if nothing else this is this is a, a a weighty opening here as you say you know um with uh the organized crime aspect um ju just all the difficulties that Bruce Wayne is going through you know it's it's dark the phantasm inadvertently framing batman at the beginning of this film our batman same as the animated series uh kevin conroy this square jawed version and r.i.p to a, a king we were lucky enough to be around uh more than a couple times yeah i mean to uh, to me kevin conroy's batman and bruce wayne I was going to say like that's my Batman. I mean I mean certainly Michael Keaton is probably number 1, but this is can you be tied for first place? Sure you can. Um 1A. 1A. Yeah, I mean just just so spot on. Um and watching the movie, I mean, he's bringing back fond memories of Batman the animated series. I was also struck like, you know, this is a movie that was 6 million dollars and Warner Brothers basically was like Go do your own thing. Oh, by the way, we're moving up the due date by a year. So they were instantly behind. So I think that perhaps if there's things like, and I was just aware at various points, like, wow, they're in an office where there's not a lot of like set dressing. It's just the four walls and a desk and things of that sort. Some of those are animation issues or lack of money issues or lack of time issues. 
Um, but you know, even though I don't think this, I don't think this is the best Batman movie of all time. We're, we're digging deep into character stuff here. Um, and, and, and get more than a few flashbacks, as you said, off, off mic before we started. Yeah. The construction of this and granted it's animated and we know the tremendous amount of effort, like you said, I was unaware that the uh, release date got pushed up. So that made it even more difficult, the uphill sledding of that. But five flashbacks, five extended flashbacks uh, felt like, all right, you know, why don't you just tell it chronologically straight through that way instead of like, oh, I'm I'm going to leave the party and go look at mom and dad and have an eight minute flashback. Yeah, it's or flashback. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny when we did last week's podcast, you said, I'm going to watch Mask of the Phantasm today. Oh, I was so excited. And then it took me like five viewings of this. Well, five, I... five, five pieces. One for every <laughs> um, with with your enthusiasm, because I hadn't seen this since. January 1st, 1994, uh, with your enthusiasm last Saturday in the afternoon, I'm like, you know what? I got some downtime. Let, let me watch it downstairs. It's 75 minutes. I'm going to race through it. I was like, uh-uh. boy, this is a big <laughs> meal, man. This is a big 75. This is like, I thought I was going for burgers, but this is like a two pound burger. And um, yeah, I'm certainly not here to defend the movie that we got, I think. There's some weird choices like it's, I had completely forgotten you get Joker towards the end. Mark Hamill, uh, Pete, some would say it's oh, it's his second most iconic role. Um, so <laughs> just 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 choices like if you're going to have Mark Hamill in it, you know, he's obviously in a bunch of the animated episodes and so forth. If you're going to have him in it, like why so little relative to it all? You know, and, and, and late. Yeah. Felt a little out of left field but hey matt i pressed your tights and put away your exploding gas balls um in that regard pete having the animated alfred having i don't know i having all of that it was bringing back such fond memories maybe pete may, how about this way when we do dc film fest part two at some point in the future you know maybe we'll say and this week we're watching the two-part uh, Clayface episodes from the animated series, as opposed to, I mean, there's, there's not another, you know, uh, Bruce Tim animated Batman uh, movie and so forth. But here's what I do give them credit for: again, the the deeply emotional story. The I think for your core audience, for the Batman the animated series core audience, to have, uh, again, for that teen tween audience to have the emotionally mature relationship uh that bruce wayne has uh with with andrea um i feel like it it again i have this memory as a kid of being like wow this is like a really this is a really grown-up thing and i don't mean grown up in a lewd way just i think there's a maturity that they are going for Mm. they don't always hit the mark or they hit the mark of maturity while leaving behind some Batman zaniness and so forth. But you know, I think this is, this is a good old attempt. I have to say the, the misdirection, you know, I did not see 
Andrea Beaumont being the phantasm put the the female character playing the character we assume in 1993 right has to be uh male oh it's got to be the dad right uh no there's a flashback he was dead she took it on and you know in retrospect now to see her for the first time taking the phone call on the plane after the phantasm has shown up in the beginning of the film doesn't really wash that she's the phantasm. So wait, she, she went and and took out a, a mobster. Okay. And then made sure she was flying back into Gotham so she could call, uh, councilman, uh, Arthur Reeves, uh, Hey, coming back in, it'd be nice to catch up. Yada, yada, yada. Like, yeah, that that doesn't check out. I do distinctly remember. Well, let me back up and say it, it's funny. I remember going to see the movie. Uh, I certainly remember the phantasm reveal that I'll dig into in a second. But kind of, and as I was rewatching last week, I was like, oh, maybe this is why I don't remember more of seeing this movie because it's a little bit of a little bit of a snooze fest at times. But I do distinctly remember, you know, back in the day that Andrea phantasm reveal just being pretty earth shaking. Um, there may be a line in there, Pete, something like, Oh, and this is how you got back on the plane. There may be a line addressing what you said. I honestly don't fully remember, um, if they cover it or not. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, it's like, this is a movie where the pieces are greater than, than the whole. And, um, to have a brand new villain when you could have chosen, you know, from all of Batman's villains to say, what are we going to, what are we going to take as a feature film villain here? Brand new villain where I, I dare say most people did not see that twist coming. Well, Pete, if you didn't see that twist coming now with your wisdom and your sensibility and so forth, then certainly would have gone over even better in, you know, 1993, 1994, where, as you're saying, the prospect of a, a female villain, um, it revealed in this way, uh, it you know was a good a good hide. I mean, the blueprints, the the fingerprints, if you will, are are there, right? You know, when Bruce meets her initially, she's talking to her deceased mother as he's at his parents' grave. Um, so we set her up as slightly off kilter, but to get a story about Bruce before becoming Batman, this uh, love lost once already that really kind of pushes him over the edge and to see him go on adventures before Batman, um, it has a place. Yeah, uh, again, don't want to repeat myself, the parts are better than the whole. If you are, what is this, 1993, so you're four years after um, the Tim Burton Batman, um, uh, Batman Returns has come and, I don't say come and gone, Batman Returns has happened, you've added to the modern, you know, Batman storytelling, you have a year's worth of, uh, you know, probably the better part of the 65 episodes of the first season of the animated series are out there as well. Um, 
now is not the time we always joke about it now is not the time to show you know to have a story that's see, deeply uh steeped in the death of the waynes and all of that but you're right we do get you know proto batman and we do get that kind of you know year zero if you will type stuff um it's good territory to go to especially if you're saying we're not going to you know everybody's watching the first batman movie on on vcrs and whatnot we're not going to do parents killed again parents killed again they have no sensibility to not not dig too deep uh there um i also mentioned Tupi, kind of in weird defense of this movie i think of how subsequent movies the certainly batman begins um as well as the the robert pattinson the batman kind of using the organized crime layer of badness as a as a test bed even the nicholson movie to a certain degree but kind of using that organized crime as a play as as the manure from which you can grow a phantasm or a joker uh in this movie nicholson's joker and so forth other stuff going on in in the robert pattinson one in batman begins to have the space for you know all your baddies there and him exploring being batman and all of that in my mind this is kind of the first one to be like no we're basically sticking with a mob story mm-hmm. from which we're going to do crazier things as opposed to a bomb at arkham asylum and now you have every crazy you know baddie including calendar man they're all out you know th- this is more more restrained yeah so by the time salvatore valestra sal the weezer as the joker will later call him is showing up breathing into an oxygen mask which was a really unusual choice for 1993 animation but really underscores that you know aged up aspect to this um yeah like they're they're fully committing to the the non rogues gallery uh of batman you know it would have been so easy like you said that let's take the riddler let's take penguin like you know we're we're post batman returns at this point that stuff's been done on a big screen why return to it obviously the animated series traffics in those characters but here you you know before it was a thing you pay wallet you you put it in a theater uh you go with this untold story of you know bruce's youth and this woman he met and you know getting the uh the dear bruce letter after his proposal uh that uh functions as the catapult to making him become batman i i'm not always i wasn't clear in this movie particularly towards the end of it but kind of like the um the phantasms the 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 gas slash smoke let me this way it's it's a liberal animation like I, for example i contrast how the phantasm moves around i contrast that with the 89 batman and how it's like very clearly like here is a smoke pellet and we see him firing a you know a a a, a rope up but then we see the cop from the cop's perspective where he's like floating away like the, this this is a movie that's existing in the world of animation and again 
I don't know to what degree we want to accept it as an excuse, but the fact that Warner Brothers, A, told them, like, go make whatever. We're just giving you $6 million. Go do what you have to do. We're not really going to, as a studio, we're not going to overly produce what you're doing. Um, and, oh, and make this as a um, straight-to-video movie. Then, now we're going to move it up. Now we're going to move move up the due date move up the uh the fact that now it's going to be animated so now you need to do it in widescreen so not animated it needs to be uh, you know widescreen for theaters um i'm willing to kind of give the production a certain benefit here particularly since pete i don't know when i'm going to see batman mask of the phantasm again this might be by the last time i'll ever see it um so i can kind of look back with a little little uh charitable eye let's go to go ham world's fair bat and now include mark hamble's uh second most well-known role <laughs> um yeah i feel like the pace of the movie when, when we're at the world's fair it's a fun location and again that was bringing back fond memories of this presentation of batman this gotham city which is the you know the 1930s 50s of today you know it's that you know it's it's just that very kind of amorphous time as part of the setting um and to have it here at the abandoned world's fair with with its optimism whatever sluggishness sluggishness there has been in you get the joker here you get mark hamill um it's i don't know i mean it's (laughs) It's Mark Hamill's Joker. Of course, it's high energy. Of course, you know, there's there's great stuff to it. I feel like there's a little extra, a um, little, little more depth in the relationship here with Batman and Joker, um, just given their history that they've had, I guess, the animated history and so forth. Um, it's a fun set piece here with all the explosions and so forth. Um I don't know. It it, 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 it it picks the pace up at a time when it needed it. To have part of the narrative become Phantasm against Joker to, to take that on there that, that he's going to step in to try to help the mob out. They, they turn to him. They make the deal with the devil, right? Um, that it's presumed the the phantasm at one point is Batman. Um, and then by the fourth flashback, Matt, you know, we've, we've put it together here about Andrea's dad, that he was in trouble with the mob, that we've connected the young uh, Joker right to the past, to the meeting that took place right around the time that uh, Andrea and uh, Bruce were betrothed. And then that fifth and final flashback explaining that uh, she came home with groceries one day to a dead dad. Regarding the Joker connection. I mean, I, regardless of who's telling the Batman story, comics, live action movies, Tim Burton era, Schumacher, Nolan, etc. I'll I prefer I prefer the Joker to have no origin story. Um, that's just what works best for me, and I think that's a credit to uh, the Dark Knight. Um, yeah, it's just the Dark Knight um, film. 
if you're going to do a Joker origin story, I mean, again, this is one where they're committed to a mob-based story. I, I don't think... Well, we get the early views of, you know, pre-accident Joker and so forth, where he's leering at Andrea and so forth. I don't think... Like, it's the perfect kind of sticky, just in terms of you see leering guy on the outside but it sticks in your mind but not enough where you're like wait i know that profile i know that grin um so again that's a good reveal too where it's kind of like retroactively the joker has been in it longer again the part's stronger than the whole here um and and you're right pete if we didn't have enough flashbacks we get flashback number five but andrea's vengeance here in in full fledged and uh, how about a 1993 animated movie pretty accurately? Well, first off, calling them drones and pretty accurately predicting like drone usage. Um, yeah, yeah, I was struck by that. I enjoyed the visuals of the um, mini Gotham that they're fighting in. Um, yeah, I it's. Again, it's a fun ending. It's not always a fun movie. It's a fun ending. Um, I had even wondered, and I've wondered this about the animated series as well, like, is there an argument to be made? So let's just look at this movie. Do you think, Pete, if they went back and said, we're taking just the voice stuff as is, we're not going to add any new scenes, we're not going to subtract any new scenes, but we're going to animate it from the ground up, similar style, but with, you know, like, slightly better animation more i I sensed at times we were like doing like every other frame animation we're going to do better set decoration like is there an argument to be made or is there maybe there's an ai version of this i'm sure we've all seen you know upscaled 8k 60 frames a second that kind of thing like is there a slightly better visual version of this movie to be had built on the very capable bones of the movie that is i don't know would you watch a Batman Mask of the Phantasm now 60 frames 8K remastered? Uh, I, the technical stuff really doesn't square it up for me. I think the narrative suits the medium uh, and and might even be a little bit more advanced than the medium itself, right? You know, you would not expect an animated movie to have some of the subject matter that is in here. Um, and that Andrea is, is murdering people is, has gone to the place where, where Bruce will not go. Um, I like that they don't delve super heavy into the psyche past the idea that she was speaking to her mother, that she'd lost the father, that she, she's lost everything. And she chooses to lose Bruce again. Um, and then obviously you get the, the epilogue from his angle of the, the locket. And then to see her on the cruise and, to, to say that she is alone, um, you know, with this per- perspective suitor and what may continue to go on with, with her story. Yeah. It's, it's an ambitious and it's an emotionally ambitious ending. Um, 
I have to wonder, like, they probably, despite all the difficulties in making it and the change in when it was had to be handed in and all of that, I have to imagine that they were eyeing the ability to do more with it um, and then, you know, only makes $5.6 million against a $6 million budget. Also, apparently there was there were marketing issues um, in terms of it not being marketed enough, um, which I don't really have a memory of one way or another. I was... Uh, almost 14 when this came out and definitely happy to go see Batman, the animated series, the movie, uh, if you will. Um, I don't know. It's it's just, just kind of a curious, it's a curious entry into the DC film over. I do remember it being advertised and, and seeing it places, but never really had a, opportunity to i i'd never seen a second of this film um you know was aware of the animated series was aware of this i've I've seen more of the animated series obviously than i've i've seen of this um and again it has a place i don't know that i'd agree with what you said before that people have said this is the second greatest batman movie i'd pretty strongly refute that um but in the the pantheon of uh batman it 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 has a place i certainly would say to our listeners if you are if you were if this is your first time with animated batman um some spots to hit on batman the batman the animated series which is also on max um the very first episode on leather wings i distinctly remember watching it, it has to do with uh man bat um which is a, i just remember being it being a weird way to start the series but it certainly sets the tone of like this is the animated series version of gotham and batman and all of that it's not necessarily an origin just as much as it kind of is like this is what we're doing get ready for it um the two-face two-parter two-face part one two-face part two um i was not aware of the two-face character before um these episodes i think those are worth checking out and then um i think universally the best animated batman episode the best animated batman story uh, is heart of ice the uh the mr freeze uh episode which kind of rewrote the mr freeze origin had you, you could see shades of it in batman and robin and so forth uh won an emmy daytime emmy for writing for an animated program um so yeah th- this movie batman mask of the phantasm not necessarily the best uh the best animated batman out there but you know hopefully some uh some other episodes could tickle some people's fancies and before we wrap up here to twitter we go pete the poll on people's thoughts for batman mask of the phantasm uh, one bat foul that's with a ph got zero percent two bats fine 12.5 percent Three bats fairly good got twelve point five percent as well, uh, and four bats fantastic got seventy five percent. Some replies here on Twitter. First one up: Spider Ham Lincoln at Tess LC one three nine saw it once years ago. Remember it being entertaining, but I need to watch it again to refresh my memory. I know it's gotten lots of praise over the years, which is never a bad thing. Batman the animated series and uh, Mask of the Phantasm have always been well received. 
And last tweet comes from Dave007. That's at Dave underscore Dave007. My son and I both love this movie and the rest of Batman the Animated Series. We were also so shocked and sad when Kevin Conroy passed away. Although we did meet him uh, and his Joker, Mark Hamill, uh, once many years ago. Attaching some pictures there of uh, getting some time with the late, great Kevin Conroy and the evergreen Mark Hamill. But that's it for talking about these baddies this week, Pete. Well, we will talk some Two-Face next week. Absolutely, Pete. Looking forward to uh, those wild and crazy times. The first Joel Schumacher movie before we kind of knew maybe he shouldn't be the guy trusted with Batman. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, Batman Forever streaming on Max. uh, Available for rent on Apple TV as well. But if you have the Max subscription, it's there. And... uh, Certainly looking forward to that journey as chosen by those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek. Yes. Shout out to them here making that decision. You too could be part of decisions like that and get other exclusive content. Get yourself to patreon.com slash fantastic geek. Just a dollar a month to get behind that door. You put the price on the product. And Pete, let's keep the geeky conversation going, whether it's uh, forthcoming Star Trek Discovery in April, more of our DC Film Fest, sharing some of the excitement over the Marvel stuff that's been announced. Maybe even Pete will get some Star Wars news in the next couple of weeks. How can people be in touch with you on social media? You can find me on Twitter, Threads, Blue Sky, at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-L-A-R, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R. 12,600 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter is looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, and threads where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek. All one word with the P and the H. Like it today. As has been mentioned, back next week, same bat time, same bat channel for a brand new Batman, brand new Batman director, brand new Batman direction uh, with <laughs> Batman Forever. With that, brand new bat nipples. Let's not forget, Pete. It, it, it's high art. Uh, with that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final bat word. Talk to you later. <laughs>